0: best we can say is thousands. It came from Nigeria, the shipment, but we don't know if the actual animals came from Nigeria. It's the giant pangolin, which can be up to 30 to 40 kilograms. And some like the black-bellied are about one to two kilograms. So it's really hard to get an estimate of how many pangolins that is. But the average that we use, basically you say each ton is probably about a thousand pangolins. But that is definitely a very rough estimate. So we don't like to put a number on it, but we can say thousands for sure.
1: Now, I know these animals are extremely endangered. When you see a seizure of this size, what does that mean for the animal?
0: It's frightening. This one is just huge. But we've seen this kind of scale of seizures over the past four or five years coming from Africa, and it's very frightening because these are solitary creatures. They don't run around in herds. So the fact that they're able to poach and traffic them at this scale just shows that Before long, we could be looking at local extirpations or even entire extinctions.
1: Now, we hear about the attraction of ivory and rhino horns. What's the attraction for pangolin scales?
0: Like rhino horn, they're thought of as a medicine in traditional Chinese medicine. Pangolin scales are usually ground up into a powder and applied or imbibed for a variety of illnesses. The list is huge. It could be anywhere from like skin issues aphrodisiac. There's no scientific evidence that it works, because pangolin scale are basically made of keratin, which is the same substance as your fingernail. Obviously, there is a huge demand for it in that part of Asia. I will say, though, they're also used for certain cultural practices in Africa, in mostly southern Africa, but the scale usage for scales is much higher in eastern Asia.
1: I understand there was a major confiscation in February in Thailand as well.
0: They... These about a ton of scales, and they came from the DRC by way of Kenya, and they were on their way to Vietnam.
1: How do you go about stopping this trafficking?
0: Good question. It's tough because by its nature, it's clandestine, so you can't just say, stop it. Last October, at CITES, they voted to uplist all pangolin species to Appendix 1. Basically, you can't trade pangolins for their parts cross-country lines for commercial purposes without very special circumstances, which is great, but as you can see, they're still getting through illegally. To answer your question, there's kind of three things that we talk about at IFAW that work to stop trafficking. One is reducing demand. That works by having demand reduction campaigns in China, in Vietnam, in Africa, to make people understand that buying these products, using these products, contributes to the decline of pangolins. The second prong is disrupting the trafficking. It's very important for customs officials to know what they're looking for and find it. The third prong is defending the areas where the pangolins live. So having wild spaces that are protected by rangers who know what they're doing and can find the poachers.
1: What's happening on the local level in Africa to deal with this problem?
0: So we found that in many of these countries, they have laws on the books that say you can't poach pangolins, you can't trade them but they're not really enforced because one, law enforcement officials really don't know about the law or it's not seen as much of a crime, even though it's on the books. And two, a lot of the judicial officials don't know that as well. And so we found that if we educate the law enforcement and judiciary, then we see a lot more convictions and a lot more seizures. And therefore, it becomes an actual deterrent to poachers.